The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Mary Preston, and with me as always is Kisa Amaro. Kisa, tell us a bit about yourself before we get deeper into today's topic. Welcome back, friends. I am a certified integrative nutrition coach, and I work with mamas to help them stop dieting and start eating foods that work for them, as well as going beyond the nutrition to help them create healthy relationship with food and themselves so that they have energy to keep up with their little ones. I see clients one-on-one to give individualized support to help them reach their health and weight goals. All right. And I'm Mary Preston. I'm a life coach and a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I help mental health professionals get control of their emotional eating by healing their relationship with their body and with food. And I have a six session program that guides you through discovering why your eating habits feel out of control. And it teaches you how to be in charge of what you put into your body. Right, everybody, on to our topic of the day, which is all about hunger. Yes. But before we get into hunger, I want to share with you all that our Facebook group, The Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, is now open. Woo! Yeah. So head on over there and join our group to leave us feedback, questions, or suggestions. We love to get feedback about our podcast, questions about health and wellness-related issues, and any suggestions for future episodes. So after this episode, head on over to Facebook and join the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa group. Yeah, and we'll have lots of uh, our worksheets and information. We'll be dropping a lot of that info over there as well. Sweet. Okay, guys, on to hunger, that nasty little thing. Hunger is a huge factor in how much you weigh. And if you have ever tried to lose weight, you have probably felt hunger, either emotional hunger, physical hunger, or both. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing what is the purpose of hunger, emotional hunger versus physical hunger, and why we are so afraid to feel physical hunger. So, what is the purpose of hunger? The primary purpose of hunger is to signal the body that it needs to eat to keep your body fueled. It is caused by the brain reading changes in the level of hormones and nutrients in the blood. Hunger is a primal signal to keep us alive. So many years ago, this served us quite well as it motivated us to find food when we had to hunt and gather food for ourselves. And without hunger signals, we probably would not have survived, we probably would have starved to death. Bummer. Uh, but yeah, right? So it was, it was needed, and I mean, it still is needed today. Um, however, now food is all around us. We are bombarded by easy-to-cook or ready-to-cook food, um, highly processed food with concentrated amounts of sugar and flour, and food that has been seasoned by seasonings that are created in a lab 
that uh, we are completely out of sync with our hunger and satiety signals. So those signals that tell us that we're full. Um, and when eating a diet full of processed foods and added sugars comes an imbalance of hormones in your body, which can also affect our hunger and full signals. So we know we, we need hunger and it is important part of keeping us alive. But how do we know when we are truly hungry or just craving something sweet or salty? Uh, we're going to talk about two different types of hunger today. So emotional hunger and physical hunger and how to kind of differentiate between the two. So Mary, can you kind of tell us or give us an overview of physical hunger? Right. So physical hunger, and this is, of course, a simplified, a simplified definition because there's a lot of things going on um, when you're physically hungry. But basically, it is a sensation that moves from the body to the brain. So an example of a sensation would be if you stepped on something sharp, your foot would have a sensation and that sensation would move from your foot to your brain and tell you that you should take care of your foot. Um, another example would be if somebody like slapped you on the shoulder, you would have a physical sensation first on your shoulder and it would travel to your brain to tell you that somebody had slapped you on the shoulder. So physical hunger is an example of this type of sensation. It often feels like a discomfort in your stomach, a rumbling or an emptiness, and it starts in your body and heads to your brain. Okay. So yeah, very important. It starts in the body and then it heads up to the brain. Yes. Um, some signs of physical hunger include, um, you know, it comes on slowly. Um, any food will do. So, you know, chicken breast and broccoli, mm -hmm. like classic example, right. will satisfy you. Um, and it comes in waves. So physical hunger will come, you know, you might get like a little rumble, rumbly in your tummy and then <laughs> it'll go away. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it comes and then it'll go away and then it'll come back again. It might be a little bit more intense and then it'll go away. Uh, but it's it comes in waves. It comes and goes. Um, and it's non-urgent. It's, you know, you don't need something right that minute. So, for example, if, um, you know, you're on your way home from work and you might feel like some physical hunger sensations, you know, it doesn't mean that you need to stop at the nearest grocery store or restaurant and get food and eat it right then and there. Um, you can wait till you drive home and make dinner to eat. Right. Um, and then you, you stop when you're full. So you're full and you're like, okay, I've had enough. I'll stop eating. That's physical hunger. Um, and there's no guilt associated with eating when you're physically hungry. So it's usually like, you know, for me, it's like, okay lunchtime, like my stomach starts getting hungry. I can feel that physical hunger in or that physical sensation in my stomach. And I'm like, okay, it's probably time to eat soon. Uh, I might finish something that I'm doing or working on. And then I go and I make my lunch and there's no guilt associated. I'm not, um, I don't feel guilty or ashamed after I've eaten my lunch or after I've satisfied my physical hunger. Um, and also, you know, it's been a while since you last ate. So, you know, it, maybe it's been four, five, six hours since you last ate. So that sensation you're feeling is probably physical hunger. So how about emotional hunger, Mary? 
Can you share with us a bit about emotional hunger? Sure. So let's be clear first about what an emotion is. I think it'll make it a little bit easier. Okay. Um, And the way that um, we describe emotions are basically vibrations that we feel in our body as a result of a thought we're having. And Mm -hmm. emotional hunger is an emotional response to a thought we're having. So emotions come from the brain and travel to the body. And if you remember, physical hunger goes from the body, travels to the brain. Okay. So it's kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. So when we're feeling emotional hunger, we have cravings for like specific foods. This is usually my my sign that it's not physical hungry, right? Like only Mm -hmm. chocolate, but not just chocolate, chocolate with caramel Mm -hmm. or popcorn or salty chips will solve this hunger. Okay. Um, this hunger isn't actually abated with food. So we could like, we could eat a whole bag of chips and still want more could eat that chocolate bar, still be looking for more. And it's because food doesn't and can't fix emotional hunger because Mm -hmm. emotional hunger is about the way you're thinking, right? You might have a stress, you might have a frustration and irritation. You're having an emotion that we're trying to solve with food. It never really works out. Okay. So we can think of physical hunger as like the math, right? Like um, I have a deficit in the amount of food my body needs to, to like function. And then I'm feeling hungry because my body actually needs fuel to be put into it. So it's just math. Like I'm out of mm-hmm. food. I need to put more food in. Emotional hunger is like all the extra drama. Like I want food. I want something delicious. I'm stressed. I'm celebrating all of that that's emotional hunger. Okay. So Mary, it sounds like emotional hunger stems from kind of wanting to not feel a feeling or avoid a feeling, um, a feeling like stress, anxiety, boredom, or sadness. Yes. And then I actually heard somebody talking the other day and I thought this was fascinating that Mm -hmm. not only do we try to make certain emotions go away, but then we also try to enhance or mm. positive emotions, right? Like it's not enough to feel happy um, that we're also trying to like enhance happiness with food. So it's okay. like regular emotions. Uh, if they're negative, we try to make them go away. And if they're positive, we try to like uh, enhance them. We try to multiply them with food. Okay. So that might be like, if you're uh, maybe celebrating something mm-hmm. like you celebrate with food and especially like, you know, like, I mean, I just think of the holidays you're right. celebrating with um, like cookies or pie or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. That's an awesome point to add in. Um, so some signs of emotional hunger include um, it's urgent. So you need it literally like right now or yesterday. Um, right. You have to have it now. Like you cannot wait. It must have it now. Um, it's obsessive. So you like keep thinking over and over and over again, even though you're like, okay, try and think of something else. And then it just comes back into your mind. Like that, um, that chocolate bar that's sitting in the fridge that you want to consume. You just think of it over and over and over again. Um, another sign of emotional hunger would be you overeat when you're full. So you, you're full, but you keep eating. You're like, Oh, this is so good. Um, I just want more. And you just keep overeating and you might not, you're like, Oh, I can't stop. I can't stop eating this. It's so good. Um, Also, um, it's associated with guilt and shame. So when we eat emotionally, we usually have this, like, after the fact, like, 
oh, I feel so guilty for eating that, or I feel so shameful for eating that. Um, so a lot of guilt and shame is tied to emotional eating. Um, it also comes with a feeling. So there's usually a feeling of like stress, anxiety, boredom, sadness that goes along with it. And then just as Mary, you know, added kind of intensifying those happy feelings as well. So excitement, joy, mm-hmm. um, happiness, that as well. And then also it can happen anytime, um, even just after you ate. So you might have just finished a nice delicious meal, like healthy meal. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. And it just like can't get it out of your head. Um, that is a sign of emotional hunger as well. Excellent. Excellent explanation. Now, Mary, can you explain a little why we have emotional hunger when food won't solve emotional problems? Um, Well, over time, we're given mixed messages from when we are young about food. Um, And I don't know if if this happens for you, but I learned over the years that food was the solution to like a thousand different things. So Mm -hmm. sick, definitely eat soup and crackers and toast, drink tea with honey and lemon, celebrating, have cake and cookies and ice cream. Of course. Holiday, cook a 16 course meal and sit around the table for hours picking at your food. sad, eat brownies, break up with your boyfriend, right? We've all seen the, you know, like grab the tub of ice cream, drink wine, eat the whole tub of ice cream. If you're bored, eat chips or chocolate, angry, drink beer and eat pizza rolls. That was me. (laughs) Very specific. Um, Tired, have something high in sugar, right? Drink coffee and energy drink. When we're traveling, we have lots of snacks in the car. If we're dieting, we keep plenty of healthy, quote unquote, snacks on hand, like almonds, boiled eggs, dating, distract yourselves with a restaurant meal, (laughs) right? Like every single life situation has a suggested food remedy or addition to it. You know, we we drink Mm -hmm. at funerals, we have cake at weddings. Everything has um, a food pairing with it. And all of this stuff is food drama. None of it has anything to do with physical hunger, but we've been taught this since when we're babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a, you know, a side note, emotional hunger kind of reminds me of my dog, Titus. Um, Titus loves duck treats. He loves them. He knows I won't give them to him unless something monumentous has happened, like he has pooped at the correct time in the backyard. Um, however, he's learned that my husband will likely give him a treat on most occasions. So Titus is a well-fed dog, well taken care of. He is not starving to death, but he will get it in his mind that he needs a treat. He will go to my husband and look at him with hope at first. He doesn't go to me because he knows I'm not going to give him anything, Um, but he'll go to my husband and look at him with hope and then he'll stare intently for a bit. And then when this doesn't work, he barks. And if the barking doesn't work, he'll start to like paw at whatever surface is closest to him. And then the pawing will get more and more furious as time goes on. And this usually leads to Nathan giving him a treat. Um, And this is kind of how emotional hunger feels to me, right? Like we've been taught that, um, you know, we, we have a discomfort, right? Or a want. And then we just like the emotional hunger gets more and more furious. And then usually we give in. (laughs) So we've kind of taught ourselves um, to give in to the emotional hungry. Um, He's always believing the food needs to happen right now or the whole world will end. 
Um, and emotional hunger reminds me of him. Urgent, even though there's no actual hunger. Needy, demanding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm laughing because I know Titus. I know Titus very well. <laughs> a little picture of him looking at you yeah. intently. Uh, yeah. Because it really, it's a very, you want to give him a treat. Yeah. He's very persuasive. Yeah. Um, yeah, for a long time, I didn't realize that I was eating emotionally. I just thought that I was hungry or had a craving. Uh, for me, the hardest times were right after work and before dinner. This was oh, yeah. like a witching hour that was so difficult for me. I just felt this need to eat. And even if it was healthy food or food that was included in my, you know, whatever diet I was on at the time, I just wanted to eat and I didn't you know, I didn't really know why I just like, Oh, I need food. And so I ate. Um, (laughs) uh, and I remember planning, I I knew that like, I didn't want to be eating at this time or I shouldn't be eating at this time. Um, and so I remember planning my day so that I would leave work and go straight to the gym because if I went home, I would eat all of the food, all of it. Yes. All of it. And you know, this kept me from emotional eating at the moment. However, it kept me from addressing the actual issue. And that was partially because I didn't know that there was an issue to begin with. I just thought I was, you know, it was a craving Mm -hmm. that I couldn't help. Like, it was just happening to me. Um, So by ignoring my emotional, my emotions after work, I would end up overeating after dinner or, you know, like right before bed instead. So this was another difficult time of the day for me right before bed. Um, I would just basically eat my emotions though at the time I didn't realize that I was eating because I was stressed or I hated my job or I was lonely or sad or bored or procrastinating. Mm. Um, I didn't think that, um, I don't think that I was conscious that I was eating emotionally at that time. Um, I just knew that I wanted to eat and that the craving was just too strong to not eat. Um, it was a form of pleasure for me and for avoiding feeling all the negative feelings that I didn't want to feel. And it took me a long time to realize that I was actually emotional eating. Yeah. Kisa, you bring up a good point. You know, not only do we distract ourselves from our emotions with food, but um, often when we don't solve the problem underneath, we also distract ourselves with other things like exercise. I think a lot of us jump from food to exercise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like one vice, move from one vice to another. And so, yeah, I did use, you know, exercise to um, kind of hide or cover up the, you know, feeling those emotions. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just like me, you may think that you're physically hungry every time you reach for food, but we want, we want you to take a closer look. So how do you know if you are experiencing physical hunger or emotional hunger? So I have some questions I wanted to share with you that you can ask yourself to help you discover if you're physically hungry or if you are experiencing emotional hunger. So the first question is, could you wait 15 minutes before you ate the food? If you find yourself busting into a bag of chips or dried fruit on the way home from the store, you're experiencing emotional hunger. If you can wait until you get home to have food, then you're experiencing probably more physical hunger. Uh, My next question is, could a healthier option satisfy you or do you need to have a specific 
food. Mm. So I think Mary mentioned like it wasn't just chocolate, but it was chocolate with caramel. Mm-hmm. You know, like that chocolate that just like that chocolate bar won't do, but it has to have caramel with it. Um, so like for me, I know I was overeating healthier options. Um, so like almonds, or sorry, apples and almond butter with raisins on it. You know, that was like, that was the only thing I could eat. Um, so if there's only one thing that will satisfy you, then you're experiencing emotional hunger. Mm-hmm. However, like a lot of times now I ask myself like, okay, um, will chicken breasts do it? Will that, you know, satisfy me? And if the answer is yes, then yeah, okay, I'm physically hungry. Um, next question is, will you feel guilt or shame after eating the food? So if you feel guilty after eating the food, then you're experiencing emotional hunger as there's no guilt or shame tied to physical hunger or satisfying that physical hunger. Um, and then how long has it been since you last ate? Did you just eat a meal 20 minutes ago? Uh, then you're experiencing emotional hunger. However, if it has been four, five, six or more hours since your last meal, then you're probably experiencing, you know, some physical hunger in there. Um, and then if, um, another great question to ask is if I didn't eat this food, what would I be feeling? So looking for an emotion, is there an emotion tied to the food you want to eat? So before you take a bite of the food that's in your hand, take a moment and ask what you would be feeling if you didn't eat this food. If, you know, anger, stress, frustration, boredom, or any other emotion comes up, then you are emotionally eating. And then my last question for you, like a question you can ask is, are you procrastinating? And I think this one is because I have to ask myself this all the time. Um, <laughs> Me too. Um, so are you avoiding doing a project, cleaning the house, or getting to work? Uh, then you're eating emotionally. So I find that I do this a lot. I get stuck on a project, and my immediate reaction is to go get some food and put it into my mouth. Um, but this is not the answer. Food will not help me figure out the problem. <laughs> So now that I realize this, you know, it's like, okay, like when I, I'm especially like I'm in my office and I just like want, have this reaction to like go get food. I'm like, okay, really? Like what's the real problem? (laughs) Um, So yeah, we shared with you the difference between emotional and physical hunger. So now let's take a look at why we are so afraid to feel physical hunger. Oh yeah. Good question. Yeah. Um, we've been taught to fear hunger, I believe. Um, diets teach us to ignore our hunger or to control it. But when we do this, our physical hunger becomes harder and harder to discern. And the more we try to control and avoid our hunger signals, then it becomes difficult for us to tell when we are truly full and the result is overeating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Then when we overeat, we build up a belief that we can't be trusted with food. We can't trust our hunger even more. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we have trained our bodies to ignore and control hunger, this results in not knowing when we are truly hungry and truly full. So if we are not in touch with our hunger or understand when we are physically hungry, how will we know how much to eat? Yeah, such good questions. 
we, we really are. We're just so out of touch with what actual hunger is. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just, we're just made to fear hunger through, I think, media and dieting and that whole industry. Not that diets themselves are bad, um, but, you know, some of them, you know, f- tell us to, you know, to fear hunger and like, oh, you can't trust your hunger or, mm-hmm. you know, you have to eat at this time. Like every two hours you need to eat. Right. Even if you're not hungry. Right. It's like, well, yeah. should I be hungry before I'm eating? I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. So, so we want you to get back in touch with your physical hunger because mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's something to fear and I don't think it's something that um, we need to run away from, but I think it's something that we don't actually even know what it feels like. Yeah. Um, so for many years, I thought I knew what hunger was. Um, I would eat when I got up in the morning and then by 10 AM I was starving, like starving. So I would even snack. I would have a snack at 10 AM and then around noon I was always starving again and then 2 PM and then 5 PM and then 8 PM. So every couple of hours, I thought I was starving. Um, And the truth is, I just kind of trained myself to eat constantly. And when the the food that I was eating was was messing with my hormones and my blood sugar. Um, You know, and I basically like I just ate when it was the correct time of day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between. Mm -hmm. Um, I ate when I was bored. I ate when I was stressed. I ate when I was tired. I ate when I was happy and I would usually eat as much food as what was available. And so if there was two pieces of cake, I would eat that all of it. If there was a bag of chips. I would eat that. Um, or, and I'm sure a lot of you know what I'm talking about. I would resist eating what was available and just feel like I was dying. It would take so much mental energy to like, look at like, there's one, right. Have you ever been in a meeting when there's like just one, <laughs> just one, I had one, but I want that cupcake so badly. Like, it has it, to be eaten. It has to be eaten, and right? the cupcake needs to either go away or yeah. somebody needs to eat it, right? Because it just right. takes so much mental energy. So then I began to eat paleo during my first Whole30 challenge. Um, and so then I started to eat healthier foods, but I was kind of like trained, I think, to continue to eat that way of like, I think, what was it, like six meals in a day was kind of the, the way that we were supposed to be eating at that time. That was like the, um, the way to get through the day without starving. Mm-hmm. And so I would have like multiple meals in a day, multiple small, like, uh, quote unquote, healthy snacks in between. And at the time, it worked great for me because I was doing CrossFit and hiking and I was expending a ton of energy. Um, but the truth is, even though I thought I knew what was going on. I thought I was listening to my body. Um, I actually could have sworn that I was only eating what my body needed. I still didn't actually know what physical hunger felt like. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mary, I can definitely relate to this. I remember when I was doing a nutrition challenge and I would eat three meals plus two snacks in between each meal. And I remember eating, even though I wasn't really hungry. I just kind of conditioned to eat at that time. And, um, I was also thinking that I had better eat. I better have my snack because I would get hungry soon. And I didn't want to feel that hunger. Um, it was as if I was kind of anticipating the hunger and eating just before. So I wouldn't have to actually feel it. Yeah. It's like this little, like there's, 
this anticipate, like there's going to be hunger. Don't let it happen. <laughs> hunger is happen. coming. You have to cut it off, cut it off at the pass, have a snack, right? Have a cheese stick. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I did a lot of work to avoid any feelings of hunger, like as if feeling hunger was wrong somehow, right? Like that your body Mm -hmm. is doing something incorrectly by, by having hunger signals. Um, so I did the paleo and then fast forward to about three years ago, I stumbled onto intermittent fasting, which I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember where I first learned about it, but there was a lot of solid science behind it. So I wanted to give it a try. Um, and just basically it can work several ways. Some people eat just like one meal a day, all of their food intake in a small time window. Some people eat whatever they want on some days, schedule in one meal a day in between, or I'm sorry, a one meal day in between. Um, and then I ate kind of a more common variation, which is just eating two meals in a small window in the day. Okay. Um, people worry about this when we talk about intermittent fasting, like um, we're starving ourselves, but the point is really like you're still getting the same amount of food. You're just eating it in a smaller time frame. So okay. all of that food, all of those calories say that I would have been eating from, you know, from when I woke up to when I went to bed, I was eating those just in between a couple of hours instead of all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I chose to eat lunch at one, dinner at seven. That's just what worked for myself at the time. And then I allowed myself a lot of snacks. And then at seven, I just stopped. And this was when I first tried it about three years ago. And I am not going to lie. I felt like it felt like torture for the long, like probably for a week, a week and a half. It felt like absolute torture, right? Because we're so conditioned to eat all day long. But mm-hmm. for some reason, which is amazing for me, I decided to stick through it. <laughs> um, I, I like to start things. I don't like to finish them. But I stuck with this one. And one of the many things I learned after eating with this way for over a week was that actual physical hunger felt completely different than I thought it did. Um, after those, you know, that first week, week and a half went by, I would notice that in the mornings, my stomach went from like that demanding food, the begging, panicky um, like saliva inducing hunger to, it was just like a suggestion. It's like just, just an ask. It's like, Oh, it's around breakfast time. Hello. It's breakfast time. Could, could you feed us? And you know, just a suggestion. But when I didn't eat the feeling would just go away. It was the weirdest thing. And so it was like more of a grumbling in my stomach. It was a completely a body sensation in my digestive tract. Um, And so it had truly changed from that like body numbing, saliva inducing, headache producing panic. So what I thought was physical hunger for most of my life was actually emotional hunger. And it wasn't until I allowed myself to experience actual physical hunger without running away from it, without snacking it away, without panicking, that I was able to determine the difference between physical and emotional hunger. Um, and so I've kept with this intermittent fasting. Um, I still, I only eat two meals. I don't snack in between anymore. Um, and I'm really not afraid of hunger anymore. And, uh, just an example, like yesterday in the morning I went to yoga and then I had to stop at the store on the way home. And then I had to head back out to do some errands and I totally meant to eat while I was home. Like I meant to do yoga, go home, eat, and then head back out. But I just, I forgot. And my stomach growled about 2 p.m. Like, hello, be great to eat right now. 
Um, but I just, I didn't have food. I was in my car and that situation would have been a setup for crankiness in the past. It would have been terrible. But yesterday it was like, it was just kind of a passing thought. And when I didn't get food, the stomach rumbling went away. I wouldn't even have noticed it yesterday, except that I was listening to a podcast about emotional hunger in preparation for today's episode. (laughs) And so my mind was like, oh, what does this feel like? It was kind of like on the physical sensation of what it, uh, what the hunger was like. And, um, in that moment literally just felt like a little discomfort in my midsection. Like that's it. And then I just, I just ate when I got home. <laughs> right. And it's incredible to me because that means that the rest of the times that I want to eat, they're, they're not physical hunger. Yeah. For the longest time I thought it was. And I've yeah. talked to Kisa about like that same, like that same time, like my drive home from work is like Kisa's witching hour. Mm-hmm. Um, my drive home from work and after dinner, and those are when I experience the emotional sides of hunger. And it's like, after a long day at work on the drive home, I start to get those cravings of like chips, Chinese food it has to be Chinese food, mm-hmm. I want a chocolate bar, a glass of wine, a variety of foods that in the past I believed would make me feel better. And those still, like I've been doing this intermittent fasting for about three years now. And still like on the drive home, I always I think about a glass of wine and some chips always. Mm-hmm. Um, but this now I can tell the difference because I've taken the time to experience physical hunger. And so this one always starts in my head. It's, um, I have some thoughts and then I start to get like obsessive about it and I can picture my refrigerator and where the chocolate is hidden because my husband eats chocolate. Like I know exactly where it is Mm -hmm. and I know where the liquor stores are. Like I could just stop and get a glass of wine. It's so interesting and it's very different from actual physical hunger. Uh, Mary, this is interesting. Um, I have a few thoughts about what you've just talked about. Um, the first is that I feel like you've kind of differentiated this like physical sensations, uh, meaning physical hunger in your body. And then you've kind of completely separated them from the emotional side of hunger. So like those thoughts about, you know, your chips, or your wine, your Chinese food, and you know the difference. Mm-hmm. So like at one point, they were kind of all meshed together. Yep. And you weren't able to tell the difference between that physical and emotional hunger. But now you've been able to kind of uh, figure out how to tell the difference. And you're like, okay, this is physical hunger. And these thoughts are just emotional hunger, which yeah. is awesome. That's awesome. Second, um, I love that your stomach has um, an English accent <laughs> when it talks. <laughs> it's amazing. It's very polite. <laughs> very polite. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, it doesn't bark um, at me anymore. It's just very polite. Y- you've trained it well. <laughs> and then third, I think uh, we should probably do a podcast on intermittent fasting and maybe fat adaptation. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Pretty, pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. I think our listeners will probably want to know more just kind of after what you've shared with us. Um, and I would like to know more too. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Plan it. Okay. Awesome. Um, so Mary, I just wanted to kind of put in there that, you know, your, your story kind of reminds me of media and commercials Mm -hmm. and I could be, you know, watching TV after dinner, completely satisfied with my meal. I just eaten when a commercial for say microwave popcorn comes on. And all of a sudden I think I want popcorn and I want it now. Now. So, you know, now I know that I am full and satisfied. So there's no way that I am physically hungry. 
However, the thought of popcorn was put into my mind and there I am, you know, left craving this popcorn. Um, And I recognize that, you know, this is emotional hunger and food and beverage companies are really good at playing with our emotions. Yeah, they are amazing. They spend a lot of money to figure out how to get us to want their foods. Yeah. Like they are so good. It's fascinating sometimes. Like if you just take a step back from commercials and watch how they're like, this is going to make you smarter and sexier and better and thinner and healthier. (laughs) It's like popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. It's popcorn. We'll make you all of those things. I remember when uh, there was a fast food restaurant that came out and they had like, their commercials were like a really hot woman, just like mowing on this burger that was like probably like two patties with bacon and all this sauce and cheese just kind of like ooey and like oozing out of it. Right. And it's like this, basically this beautiful model eating this hamburger. So it's like, okay, if I want to look that beautiful, like I'm going to go eat this hamburger. (laughs) You have to mow down. In (laughs) all actuality, that's like complete opposite of what it's going to do to you. You know? Yeah. They're really good. So, yeah. So, Mary, you have an exercise for us. Yeah. And so, really, it's an introduction to something called the hunger scale, which um, Brooke Castillo shares on her podcast, The Life Coach School, which, of course, you should go check out. Um, So, the hunger scale. So, basically, um, if you look at a piece of paper, and I will will add one to the blog post uh, that goes along with this, but... Um, basically, if you picture a line across a, a piece of paper that goes from the left to the right, on the left-hand side of the paper would be negative 10. And on the right-hand side of the paper would be positive 10. And in the middle is zero. And if you can imagine your hunger on that scale, positive 10 being you're so stuffed that you can barely move, right? Like you're so stuffed that you're feeling nauseous. So it's like... Um, how generally people are at like Thanksgiving, right? Like, cause the whole idea of Thanksgiving is to just stuff everything into your face until you literally can't move, right? Like you can feel it maybe coming back up. And, um, this is usually how we feel after like a binge. Um, when we just like, we don't stop. We're just, we know we're not hungry, but we just can't stop putting it into our mouth. Um, so that's like a positive 10. Negative 10 is so hungry because like you haven't eaten for a week. Like you're starving. You feel like you're going to faint. And zero is neutral. You're not really hungry. You're not full. You're just kind of right in the middle. Um, And so, you know, I just want you to spend some time discovering where you believe you are on the hunger scale. Just kind of checking in with yourself every once in a while. Um, You know, it's a good time, you know, just to add this one last thing in, you know, a couple of times during the day when you're asking yourself those questions that Kisa shared earlier, you know, is your brain telling you that you're starving? Just check in with your body. Like, are you a really a negative 10? Because I I thought I was a negative 10 so many times in my life when it really, I just was being Titus barking at my husband. Um, Are you really a negative 10 or are you somewhere else on the hunger scale? Like checking in with your body, not just your thoughts. And that's it. Awesome, Mary. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And so um, Kisa, you Kisa always puts together the best the best tips. <laughs> so she's got five takeaway tips to determine 
if you're feeling physical hunger or emotional hunger, what you got for us, Kisa? Yeah. So, um, uh, my first tip for you is any food will do. So for me, the best way to, to determine if I'm experiencing physical hunger versus emotional hunger is I ask myself if some carrot sticks or broccoli would satisfy me. If the answer is yes, then I know that I'm experiencing physical hunger. If the answer is no, then I know that I'm experiencing emotional hunger. Mm -hmm. uh, second tip is it can wait. When you're physically hungry, you can wait 10 or 15 minutes until you eat or even half hour, hour, or two hours. Um, when you're emotionally hungry, you must have the food now, like right now. So ask yourself if you can wait 15 minutes to eat. If the answer is yes, you are experiencing physical hunger. If the answer is no and you need the food immediately, then you're experiencing emotional hunger. And tip number three is time. So how long has it been since you, your last meal? Was it two hours ago, 20 minutes ago, or four hours ago? Um, if you just finished eating maybe 30 minutes ago um, and you're wanting a snack, you're most likely experiencing emotional hunger, even like two hours, you know. Um, you should be able to go, you know, four hours without needing any food. Um, and, you know, much longer at that too. But, you know, four hours is a good amount of time to start with. Um, so if it's been four or five hours since you're la you last ate, then you're probably experiencing physical hunger. And then where did it start? So did it, the hunger start in your brain? Um, if it started in, brain, in your brain, um, or if you had a thought about a specific food, and that's all you can think about, this is emotional hunger. Um, if it starts in your stomach or your body and then moves to the brain, then you're experiencing physical hunger. And then my last tip for you is, um, are there feelings involved? If there's a feeling that is attached to food, then you're eating emotionally. So a great question to ask yourself to see if you're, feeling is attached, if there's a feeling attached, is what would I be feeling if I didn't eat this food? So really think, um, if I didn't eat this food, what emotion would come up for me? Um, if your answer is sad, bored, angry, stressed, excited, then you're most likely emotionally eating. You are emotionally eating. Awesome. So yeah, those are the five tips we have for you today. Just Excellent. kind of differentiating between uh, physical hunger and emotional hunger. Excellent. And, you know, and I didn't, um, I didn't mention this before, but I do want to say, you know, I think sometimes when we start talking about physical hunger and emotional hunger, it brings up a lot of fear for people. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> that's my alarm clock. Perfect. <laughs> um, and I do want to say, you know, if, if the feelings are so strong, like there's, there's a sense of like terror, there's a sense of like super out of control. Um, if there's a sense of like really intense shame and guilt that comes with these things, I really do think it's important to talk to, you know, a therapist, talk to a coach that knows what they're talking about, get yourself to somebody who can kind of hold your hand through these things because it's, you know, kind of simplified the way that we're, we're talking about it on here, but truly some people, you know, this is a lifetime of, of lessons from society and, you know, this fear is, it can feel very, very real. 
So if you're having a hard time, you know, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and getting a little help with it. A lot of us need help to get through, especially in the very beginning, you know, being willing to feel hunger in a way that is not, um, that's not disordered. Yes. Feeling in a, in a way that is just like, just in touch with my body, not afraid, just interested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point, Mary. Thanks for adding that. Just a side note. Mm -hmm. And all right, friends. That's all we got for you today. Thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. If you'd like to know more about us and if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our new dedicated Facebook group. Um, and then you can also contact Mary at my website at maryelisepreston.com. That's M-A-R-Y-A-L-Y-C-E-P-R-E-S-T-O-N.com or Kisa at her website at kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A. A-M-A-R-O.com. And please, people, if you have any questions or comments, definitely let us know via Facebook, Instagram, or in the comments section below. We'll definitely answer them. We look forward to them, and we might just make a podcast just for you. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you in the next episode. See ya.